0: Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Eshbach.
1: And I am Superman. Uh, fun fact, I am no longer Matt Gold and I have turned into Superman.
0: Well, uh, you're really slumming it right now. Literally countless... Thousands, millions of people are all dying right now because you're sitting here instead of out saving them.
1: I am too busy to help them right now. I am in the middle of a podcast uh, with a guy that I would hesitate to call my friend. How are you doing?
0: Well, you definitely fall in line with some of the supermen and uh, what we're talking about today, uh, which is going to be the DC Universe animated film Reign of the Superman.
1: Yes, Alex told me that we could watch this movie on Amazon Prime, which is a total lie. It is only available on the DC Universe app which for me I don't have anymore so I just watched the fantastic 2002 uh sci-fi epic movie uh Reign of Fire with Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale.
0: Uh excellent movie easily the best movie that I think is about dragons.
1: Uh it is about dragons. Uh are they fighting them? Are they kissing them? I'm not sure. No,
0: they're raining them. It, it's right there on <laughs> the title. raining like like reindeer. Right? It's a, it's a modern day Christmas story. Is
1: it, is this is this Reindeer Games? Is this are we going to have to get out of Ben Affleck?
0: Oh, I wish. I, I wish this was the Ranger <laughs> Games podcast.
1: <laughs> it can be, and maybe next week it will be, but today I think we'll talk about Superman.
0: Uh, yeah, this is available on the DC Universe app, uh, which, again, just adds value to the service, even if Doom Patrol alone by itself has done it, at least for me. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. Are uh,
1: talking about Doom Patrol today?
0: This is uh, a sequel to The Death of Superman. Uh, basically, the events of this take place almost immediately after. Uh, the, the Death of Superman film.
1: Which, that was the last animated feature we talked about.
0: Yeah, I think this is, I want to say, the fifth or sixth DC animated film that we've talked about or covered on this podcast.
1: Now, do you know if... Yeah, something like that. Uh, do you know if they all are uh, continuations of one another like this? Or A lot of them. You have your standalone ones, like Gotham by Gaslight.
0: Uh, but, like, Justice League War. Uh, the Batman Under the Red Hood. It uh, should all take place, like, in this shared universe where Jerry O'Connell, Superman, Jason O'Mara is Batman. Like, there's the exceptions to, uh, like when they did, uh, whatchamacallit, The Killing Joke, Uh, that took place outside the standard universe as well. But there is, much like the films, there is a shared DC animated universe as well, too. Is there? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's a whole big continuity to it that you've missed out.
1: Countless, countless hours. Quick question, because this isn't really too on the topic, but do you think that movies like this these animated films and these uh, TV shows who do these big events, these massive stories that people know pretty well. Um, do you think that takes away from us seeing movies about these stories? Because I kind of feel like it takes away like the flash has done flashpoint however many times. And we've seen it well, in the animated and in the TV show. Like,
0: do you think that that takes away? I think the only really thing is, is like, I still think the best version aside from the comp version of flashpoint is the feature like animated film. And like, I don't know how, if you experienced this, but like, there were moments when I was watching Rain of Superman where I was like, this is a really cool moment and this would never take place in a feature length film. Uh, you could never get, uh, Justice League to appear for just a few short scenes, uh, that were key, that were key scenes and, uh, pivotal scenes, but then they just disappeared after that.
1: Yeah. You would never get the Green Lantern making three jokes in a movie and then never showing up again.
0: I know you would never pay Nathan Fillion to come and do three jokes and never show up
1: again. You also wouldn't get the, gorgeous Glamazon, Wonder Woman uh, in like four scenes and then just chewing the cud with Lois Lane.
0: Yeah. And there were fun scenes too. Like yeah, I enjoy right. every scene with the Justice League. In fact, my favorite moment in the film actually involved uh, a Justice League moment. Uh, it's whenever they're talking about the president being on the street and Cyborg said they were on, or Batman said they were on Rodeo Drive. And Cyborg says, I'm pretty sure they pronounce it uh, Rodeo. Batman goes, Well, they're wrong. <laughs> and you have Green Lantern over the headset. It's like, oh I'm pretty sure it's Rodeo. <laughs> like it's little bits like that that work well, a nice bit of levity, uh, from characters that I enjoy more than Superman, even though I like Superman. Uh, but you'll never get that in a live action film.
1: Now these uh these voices are actually voiced by the real life Batman and the real life Wonder Woman. In Greenland, and Green Lantern. I don't know how they have a budget to get these real superheroes to take time out of their days yeah. to do this.
0: And to tell their autobiographical tales.
1: Yeah, it was pretty impressive.
0: Uh but this movie basically opened Superman is dead. Also, spoilers for Return of the Superman. Or yeah. Reign of the Superman, I should say. Uh and all these new Superman started appearing. We have Superboy. We ha- and this is uh Connor Boy, not John, from the more recent uh run on the comics. This is the classic uh Connor Kent Superboy. We Connor have Con- uh huh. That's his uh. That's his nickname and the Teen Titans. Behind his back, it's really <laughs> mean. Uh, that was a really dark issue of Teen Titans. We uh, <laughs>
1: tackled bullying that episode, and mm-hmm. it was not. It was not easy.
0: We have uh, Steel, uh, the basically kind of like an Iron Man version of Superman, and we have the Eradicator, which is uh, we really don't know what the Eradicator is. He's just relentless and ruthless, and he has these cool yellow shades.
1: He's yeah. got the dopest uh little sunblockers on. And
0: then we have Cyborg Superman, who claims to be the real Clark Kent as well. So, out of these four Supermen, which one did you like the most?
1: None of them. I hated all of them.
0: Well, that's a real shame.
1: Yeah, I thought they all sucked. I thought none of them were any good. Uh, Superboy is a punk-ass bitch. I could not stand <laughs> his cocky little attitude in calling the Flash Zippy. Uh, I, I like
0: Superboy a lot. I, I thought he was fun. Uh, uh, I, I love that he... Uh, was He's annoying. like a
1: little punk kid that, he, like, you're like they they talk and they open your mouth and then you're like oh I hate this kid already
0: Please I liked uh, being an adult already uh, I had, like the classic look of like the jeans like the leather jacket on from the comics I liked the moment when Lex Luthor was lecturing him and they were in the limo he was just rolling the window up and down and ignoring him because that's just such a annoying kid thing to do you just roll the windows up and down continuously uh, he gets bored uh I thought Steel was a fine interpretation uh he't get the most dynamic. I love the Eradicator in the comics, uh, but cause just as a very like overtly 90 superhero, I felt like they kind of captured that was his outfit, but you didn't get a lot of Eradicator. He was big in the first third, but kind of disappeared towards the till the end. He
1: disappeared entirely at the end of the movie. Uh,
0: what do you think of the twist? Like, did you buy for a minute that Cyborg Superman was actually Clark? Like his story that there was this Kryptonian technology that helped rebuild and rejuvenate him.
1: No, not for a second. When I first saw him, I was like, oh, shit, Superman's back. And then he gave his spiel. I was like, no, no, he's not. This ain't this ain't my mm-hmm. Superman. No.
0: My Superman would never become nine-tenths cyborg. Do you think if that <laughs> Superman had joined the Justice League that they would have kicked Cyborg out?
1: They should have. He's only one cyborg person per uh, per league.
0: Uh, essentially, like. That's l- how he gets yeah. kicked down to yeah. Teen Titans. Yeah. Saying back to Teen Titans, finally. Thank you. I'd, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Um, that's, and most of this movie is trying to figure out which one of the, the real Superman, why all the Superman have showed up. Uh, Superboy as he's in the comics is a clone. Uh, he's half Clark's DNA and half Lex Luthor's DNA, um, to get, to hopefully get Luther's intellect, which he never seemed to display at all. Uh, maybe his arrogance, uh, he, he inherited from him, uh, and his flippant attitude, but not the intellect of Lex at all. Um, Steel's just a genius inventor Much like Kind of like a Tony Stark But without the drinking Or boozing problem And much more honorable Still has He still very much has The Clark Kent uh, Truth justice
1: Yeah he needs more of an edge this yeah. is It's kind of bullshit Like These people need more They need to be more hard uh, But They need to be more rock hard I want to see how hard These mm-hmm. these guys can get That's exactly it That's a different movie <laughs> In a completely
0: different uh, DC universe
1: That's a different reign Of Superman
0: <laughs> That's for the DC uh, Triple black label <laughs> um, but Essentially Lois is investigating what's happened Because Lois I mean lost not only Superman but she lost uh, The man she loved and there, I thought there was a touching scene in the beginning Where the Kent show up to her apartment And we see her just broken Because she lost Clark uh, And she lost Superman And she knows that he's dead But she can't share this with anyone Somebody She's needs to alone. tell her
1: that she is not defined by no man And she is her own powerful Beautiful glamazon
0: I mean, that's what Wonder Woman tried to do. She wasn't grieving.
1: No, she... No, she's uh, a
0: powerful Amazonian. Yeah. Which, or glamazonian, as you would put it.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, I created that worm I, uh, word. <laughs> I, I coined that term. It was all me. Copyright Hitchman of Comics. <laughs> uh, what were we saying?
0: Talking about Lois grieving.
1: Oh, God. Okay. So this is where Wonder Woman comes into play and is talking to Lois about the grieving experience. And they kind of just... Have a real heart to heart, and she's like, you know what you need, and then they walk out with ice cream, and then Wonder Woman just hands her her ice cream entirely untouched, and just zooms the fuck out of there.
0: Yeah, because she's an Amazon. She doesn't. She it's too lick, and that's enough to sustain her for years in battle.
1: Yeah, we don't see her lick that thing. Believe me, I was watching extremely <laughs> closely.
0: Again, completely different DC universe. Uh, but I did like like how they weren't there for like girl talk or like brief moment. Lois was there. I, as a reporter, working on a reporter's instinct. Uh, But she goes to an event that Lex is showing to make the official announcement of Superboy, and how he's working for LexCorp, and Eradicator shows up uh, to destroy Lex Luthor because he's a villain. And I thought there was a really cool scene where Eradicator is flying from the top of the complex where they are, and as he's flying down, all the glass shatters on the way down.
1: See, uh, the one that I watched... He was definitely called the masturbator, and he was doing something, and it was definitely raining down on people.
0: Okay, I really need to see your search history after this.
1: <laughs> uh, I just
0: need to teach you basic Google and Amazon and things. I don't know how you survive it in this world. You're just an analog <laughs> boy in a digital world.
1: Uh, let me tell you, I can't be on anybody's Wi-Fi in case it's secured.
0: Uh, is there is that like a legal reason for it?
1: No comment. Okay. My lawyer said I can't say anything. Good. That's
0: usually you're in a good place when you uh, always have to begin a sentence with my lawyer. (laughs) Um, But I think uh, it gets a little little slow towards the middle, uh, especially because of Justice League Disappear. We learn that Cyber Man is actually Hank Kinshaw like he is in the comics and that he's working for Darkseid to bring Darkseid and his army over to Earth. And I thought this was—I thought the weakest part of the moment. I didn't like the voice acting behind Darkseid. It didn't feel very Darkseid to me at all. Uh, I didn't like the character design for Darkseid. Um, it kind of felt like a just kind of shoe, shoehorned in. I would rather just have it be—I would have rather had it be Hank Henshaw just try to claim he's Superman and take over his identity and his position.
1: Yeah, that would have been way fucking cooler because Darkseid, like you said, the design wasn't wasn't great. It could have been worse, I thought, but it, it definitely wasn't the Dark Side that, that I want. And the voice didn't have the gravitas the gravel no, like that you'd seen, expect yeah. from from Dark Side.
0: Yeah, even when we see like Dark Side uh, and Young Justice, I think like it sounds much better. Uh, there are a lot of like people in here that have worked over the voice actors, at least that have been part of other DC Universe characters, other superhero um, shows. We have Cameron Wynne-Handed Superboy. I thought he did a really good job. Uh, he plays with Joker in Gotham. Rosario Dawson was Wonder Woman. She obviously uh, was in the Netflix uh, Marvel Universe. Cress Williams uh, was Steel. He's Black Lightning most recently. So people that have experience in this universe. But I still thought uh, Nathan Fillion's Green Lantern probably had the most character uh, for any of the them. Even for just his few lines.
1: I don't know how you could tell because, like you said, he had a few lines and that was really it. I mean, he's got a great character voice yeah and i still think animated stuff
0: jason omar is a pretty good batman too he's not kevin conroy uh but i think he does a pretty yeah, good job no, stepping i had in. no
1: issues with the batman yeah uh but again you got like eight lines from batman the, the whole thing
0: uh essentially though they, they go to the fortress of solitude superman comes out because he wasn't dead surprise uh but i think i mean everyone expected that's not really a bad thing and he has a version of this classic like return superman after the death of like the black outfit and the long hair Oh my um,
1: God! He had the most beautiful Kentucky waterfall yeah, with mullet yeah. with just the blackest, most '90s outfit you've ever seen. Yeah, I
0: feel like with that outfit, with some variety caterers uh, design and some super boys design, they still tried to pay. They still tried to honor like the, the '90s comic styles, uh, and I think they pulled it off pretty well.
1: All he was missing was a tattered jean jacket.
0: Uh, yeah, a tattoo jacket, I think a barbed wire tattoo would have looked good. I mean, you can't uh, see that under the when, suit, though. He, he had it. He's he definitely did. got that tattoo. And yeah. When he was flying uh, to go say Metropolis, he definitely should uh, rock some Nirvana uh, on a ship. Like, just really sell it.
1: See, yeah, yeah. uh, Just like in whatever movie we recently talked about, uh, Captain uh, Marvel, yes. uh, come as you are. Yeah. Uh, use it again. Use yeah, it exactly. In, use it in every movie. Use your entire
0: movie. budget for this animated <laughs> film. Just, Just for that song.
1: Yeah, Captain Marvel did it. You should be able to do it. DC, come on. This is why people like Marvel better than DC, is they get Nirvana in every one of their movies. That's exactly don't, right. don't go fact uh, check that. Yeah. Just trust me.
0: Uh, yeah. Fact checking is for people that want to live in reality. Okay? Yeah, no thank you. Um, And Matt's right. Technically, it has been in every one of Marvel's movies that have come out this year to this date. Yeah, absolutely. That's what he's saying. Yeah. uh saying. So, uh, we do have a final battle between Hank and, Shaw and Superman as he arrives, uh, with Lois helping and reading as well. It's a little more interesting fight because Superman is not at full strength and Cyborg Superman is seemingly invincible because any part that gets damaged or torn off just rejuvenates immediately.
1: Yeah. I didn't like that.
0: Um, really? I just didn't like him. Like, I didn't like that Superman just pulled this crystal out uh, and just stabbed him in the head. I thought that was a bit anticlimactic.
1: Well, he even goes on to say, <laughs> I I won't kill you. Uh, and then he immediately stabs the guy in the head with this crystal.
0: Yeah. But the really cool moment, like when we see Hank Henshaw, like in like a regular cell, and he's walking in a gravesite. He's like, what is this? And then it's the eradicator popping out saying, you're being eradicated. Uh, that was a little <laughs> nice dark twist. My favorite dark moment in this movie though, came, uh, the fight when the eradicator evades Lex's press conference and the eradicator shoots his laser, uh, at Lex and Lex just grabs mercy graves and throws him in front of for, And throws her in front of the laser.
1: Yeah. Yeah. um, Here's something that I actually wanted to touch on. Because Lex Luthor is an absolute psychopath. Which is very well known throughout the DC Universe. Um, He even has, like, the scientist working for him. And Superboy's, like, investigating his lab a little bit. And he discovers, like, all these, like, test tubes and stuff. And the most perverted line of the entire film takes place at this part. Where the scientist says to uh to connor he goes your father is a hard man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which i thought was really weird mm-hmm. but this is right before lex comes upon the scene and realizes the scientist is giving away his secrets that he's a clone and shit and he unleashes the clones on this guy and you just like hear all these gunshots and stuff
0: yeah yeah, yeah he just like kills dark. the guy yeah. right in front of superboy yeah.
1: and superboy doesn't blink
0: no i thought that was like the that to me was like the strangest part that like superboy like and I assume his version of Connor like has super hearing, so he would have. Oh yeah, you can yeah. definitely see it in his face. He you knew yeah. what was happening. Not yeah. only
1: that, it never gets brought up again in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh yeah, Lex just killed this guy, and we, yeah, and the we'll guy seemed like, like he was a
0: bit of of a, of a philanderer, and yeah, he was obviously working for someone that he knew was evil, but he didn't seem like he was uh, evil incarnate himself. He was no Doomsday Dark Side or even Lex.
1: Yeah, it was just the a bit of those brick? weird monsters that came out of those tubes. Anyways. The
0: parademons, uh, hordes, uh, uh, usually the first invading force. No, 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 uh, not
1: the, not the parademons. Like out of Lex's weird. Oh tubes.
0: yeah, yeah. Those were just failed clones uh, of Connor. Yeah.
1: Why were they all different colors? Every uh, one of them was a different colored person.
0: Because the scientist also a big Pokemon fan, and <laughs> he had to catch them all.
1: Oh my! And God. And why can't
0: Superboy be all different colors, Matt? What are you trying to say?
1: <laughs> I mean, why why's he got to be white? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Why Superboy gotta be white?
0: Yeah, it's cloning DNA is a funny thing. But of course, I know nothing about Kryptonian DNA. And not nearly as much as I know about human or any other DNA.
1: Yeah, they all look like mongoloids, but Connor's just happens to be a perfect little human boy.
0: Yeah, that's because he, he was the least failed clone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah whatever.
0: Teenage boy. He's probably like maybe 7th, 8th grader.
1: God, he's annoying as fuck. <laughs> he's oh. so awful.
0: You are what the kids on Instagram call a hater. And you've been drinking your hater haterade.
1: Wow. Uh, let's all clock the moment that Alex used the word hater for the first time. I don't think he uh, knew what it was before today. Mm-hmm. He asked me to show him some slang. I thought I they were just misspelling
0: hatter. And <laughs> I thought, you're right, it's a lost profession.
1: Yeah, I'm so happy for you that you're finally getting in touch with your inner child.
0: Um, I've been trying to for years, but there's a restraining order. <laughs> uh, so I would say this wasn't. My favorite of the DCM made films. I, cer- I would not have guessed. It, it certainly wasn't the worst. I did think it was a. No, it
1: wasn't the worst, though.
0: I, I, I think it was a good follow up to Death Superman. I thought Death Superman was the better film between the two. Uh, but I, I think this was a strong follow up. Uh, I'm hoping that we see Connor and a Teen Titans movie in the future. Um, the next one we're going to see is Justice League versus the Fatal Five. So I believe we'll be seeing Manchester Black in that, which I'm really excited for. Um, but I'm kind of hoping they get away from Justice League a bit. Is there any DC story that you'd love to see told in the animated film?
1: No. Okay,
0: <laughs> that's good.
1: No, I would. I'd like to see more Green Lantern stuff. Yeah,
0: obviously. I think that's a good idea. There'd be some great Green Lantern tales if they did like Blackest Night uh, or Darkest Night. Uh, any of those stories would be fantastic. Yeah. I like it, because they pulled off Flashpoint, which well, is arguably the greatest Flash story that there is. So they've shown that they can do this without having. A lot of background previously with the other characters as well, too.
1: Well, Flashpoint is one of the best standalone stories across comics. I mean, it's—I don't think it's—it's even arguable. I think if you're ranking like the ten or fifteen best standalone comics across DC and Marvel, I think this has to be one of them. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Um, So I mean, I don't know that that Green Lantern has a top ten or fifteen no standalone story. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I would love to see. I I will probably never get this, but even even this is really recent. I love to see. Uh, Mr. Miracle, Tom King's run done something like this. Oh my this. god, that'd be fantastic. because yeah, I don't think we'll ever get a live action version of it, or a television but I think, I think this would be really fun. Because I don't think we've even seen Mr. Miracle yet in any of the animated films, to my knowledge.
1: Not unless he was just kind of in the background for a second. Probably in an entirely non-speaking role. Yeah. But that, I 100% agree. That would be the coolest thing I think I'd, I could want.
0: And I'd really like them to continue some more Justice League Dark. They have the one Justice League Dark movie uh with Batman as well and Swamp Thane Constantine the usual players. James Tinian's
1: uh Justice League Dark right now is just a fantastic team. You don't even need to do all the explanation and lead up on like, no yeah, justice.
0: Yeah I agree. Yeah. Basically you can say that magic is gone or dying in the world. And like just leave it as simple as that. Yeah. Uh and just go I think that would be a great uh story too. But we'll see what we get after Justice League versus the Fatal Five. Uh but that's really gonna wrap it up for this week's instrument of comics. Next week, we're going to be talking about... You're not going to give this movie a rating? Oh, fine. I'll give it a rating. I'll give this one a 6 out of 10.
1: I'll give it a soft (laughs) 4. Which is coincidentally something that was uttered a few times in that movie I watched.
0: Again, (laughs) we really need to check how you use the internet these days. (laughs) Uh, Next week, we're going to be doing the number one for the month of August. Uh, As per usual, for the end of the month, as always, you can email us at henchmanofcomic.gmail.com.
1: Uh, You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Uh, but most importantly, if you would like, subscribe, or leave us just a a fun review about how much uh, you think I am more beautiful than Alex. About
0: how Nirvana being in all all Marvel films is continuity now.
1: Yes, uh, it is definitely fact, and email Kevin Feige and tell him that he needs to retroactively put Nirvana in. Any film Which is a him.
0: weird choice on our part because I wouldn't say Nirvana's in the, like in our top twenty favorite bands for either one of us.
1: No, I wouldn't even yeah. go to, to say yeah. top thirty.
0: Yeah, and we're really dying <laughs> on this hill for one of the most popular and influential bands of all time yeah. to make sure that they get included.
1: And let let me know, like, I don't I do you dislike heard of Nirvana. the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, I don't dislike Nirvana at all. I think Nirvana. Yeah, yeah, great. I agree. Yeah, but anyhow. yeah, yeah. But they, they section, so <laughs> they don't have a horn section. So they don't have a horn section.
0: And for Matt, they don't have enough white guys do, do, doing bluesy gu- guitar vocals. So. They,
1: they do kind of, They at the end there, they kind of had like a big uh, gong kind of sound, yeah. but it was more like a loud and contained yeah. burst. Yeah, I remember more
0: of like the gong show with Mike Myers, <laughs> the modern version.
1: Good God, man. Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, I'm done. It's must see TV. Okay.
0: How are you doing a comic? I'm Alex Ashback.
1: And I'm Kurt Cobain.
0: And she ain't easy.